What's up, IDP Army? <clears throat> it's me again, Jordan Range at Fifty Shades of Drunk. Today's show is going to be a stream, so I'll probably be a little bit more chill than usual. Definitely be fielding questions from anybody that is in the comments section on YouTube or if you are, are watching on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you can comment anymore on Twitter, like the stream, but if you hop into the chat on youtube i'll answer your questions but today's show we are going to be going over an idp dynasty fantasy football mock draft that mace and the guys in the discord did uh, a couple days ago they finished it up just taking a look at a really really good mock draft high quality guys in there making good picks uh so i just kind of went through and um I was originally in one of the first mocks we did. I, that ended up not working out and I missed the second one. So I'm not actually even in this mock draft, but I did go through and look at everybody's teams. Um, so I'm gonna bring them, bring it up here in just a second, comment on the teams, break down you know, who I thought some of the best picks were, who some values were that we're seeing right now, and just kind of understanding how mock draft or fantasy boards are gonna break down. You know, um, you know and this is just IDP, but in you know offense and defense mixed you're going to end up getting similar sort of value propositions or understandings from people that know idp so maybe the rounds won't be completely accurate but i think the value that the guys in this draft put on these players probably gonna be pretty pretty similar to what you're gonna see in any drafts that you do also trying something new out today i got some uh, background music going i don't know it's just kind of boring listening to myself or not listening to myself but the noise in the background so all right, so here I'm just going to tell you what we're going to do when I pull this team up. I'm pulled up in like one minute. Um, basically, I'm going to go through and tell you who my favorite picks were by every single team and then who my least favorite picks were by them and then kind of just break down why I thought that. Um, just give some 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 context. So see, we got a couple comments coming in already. What's up? It's good to be on the uh, back on the YouTube comment life. Live stream life. Got Devin White and Rowe, linebacker one and two, who's a good target at room. Let's go ahead and jump into this draft. I'll definitely field questions, like I said, but I wanna wanna add this draft here. All right. So here's the draft board that they did. This is a mock draft. It was a 10-team dynasty IDP only mock draft. Thank you, Mace, for putting this together. If you all want to be involved in any of these, you're more than welcome to join our Discord. Mace is running these. I think we have one or two going right now. We're going to run them all off season. They're a fun practice to get into. And this is a high quality draft board. Like I said, I looked at it and like any draft board, there's players here and there that maybe I didn't love or like, but let's just go ahead. And I want to talk about the first round first. All right. So before we even kind of go into um, <laughs> Mace is saying, hit him up guys. Before we even get into the team, let's talk about this number one overall pick, Micah Parsons. Um, I think that's where we're at right now. I think Micah Parsons is the number one overall pick, should be the number one overall pick. Came back this year, more sacks than his rookie season. He has that high uh, floor for a, a linebacker that you love to see, but he gets a lot of edge snaps. So he's in that mindset, kind of like a Hassan Reddick, um, even a Josh, uh, Josh Allen for the Jaguars type of guy that the tackles are really going to help boost him, but on top of that, he's an effective pass rusher. And he might be one of the best, he's one of the best edge rushers in the league. So I think Micah Parsons has usurped TJ Watt as that number one guy, just based on age and the similar sort of things that they do. So I like that he was the number one overall pick in this draft by Losos. Um, good by him. Number two went Nick Bosa, fair. TJ Watt, fair. Roquan Smith, fair. I'm not going to argue with any of those players in that, in that spot. 
Uh, you know, they're all tier one guys. Miles Garrett, even I don't love taking Miles Garrett there in that first round, but that's fine. Love to see Olakun getting his respect. Max Crosby up here in this first round. Nick Bolton into the first round. Pick 108. 109, Devin White, and number 10, Fred Warner. So first round looks pretty great until you get to that number 10 spot, Fred Warner. Um, you know, Fred Warner's never had a top 12 linebacker season finish ever in his whole life. So I don't know how he gets picked in the top 10 of IDP here, but that's fine. I mean, if you love Fred Warner, if you love the 49ers, I'm not going to poo-poo that. Like, take Fred Warner, that's fine. I, you could have taken a lot better players there, in my opinion. And Fred Warner is not worthy of being even one of the first 25 to 30 IDP players taken, in my opinion. Uh, but we'll, we'll save that for a, a little later down the road. Anybody uh, stand out to anybody here? Let me know what your comments are. But I'm just going to go ahead and go through, like I said, now that we did the first round, pretty chalky in my opinion. A lot of those guys are, or all those guys are tier one players for me in the index. Olakun is not. Nick Bolton is not. They're right outside of tier one. They're in tier two. Probably end up moving them up into tier one here soon. Um, you know, as we make adjustments and really look into things. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, kind of how I view the best player and the worst player on each of these teams. We'll start with the number one team right above me. Um, now with Losos, he ended up, and he had two picks that were, you know, I said my favorite, my least favorite. My favorite pick was Micah Parsons. I like that he took Micah Parsons, number one, kind of just getting that out of the way. I don't want to have that conversation because I just feel like it. it is what it is at this point. You either get it or you don't. Um, now, his worst pick, in my opinion, or the pick I didn't – I mean, none of these are, like, bad picks. These are good NFL players, so don't, you know, make it sound like I hate them. But I think Joey Bosa at the 104 was probably not a super wise decision. Joey Bosa has struggled with injuries pretty much in perpetuity. Yeah, he has had a couple of seasons where he's, he's played the whole season. That's great. But, um, you know, at 27 years old, there's so much left to be desired, it feels like, every season from Joey Bosa. Um, and the really telling thing at this point is, I mean, the guy can barely hit double-digit sacks. Ten and a half is his career high. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had 11 and a half in 2019. I'm looking here in the index. That's it. I mean, to oh, I'm sorry. He had 12 and a half in 2017. Jeez, he's been around for a while. But that's his highest. You know, it seems like his ceiling and his floor are just kind of the same, 10 to 12 sacks. And that's if everything goes right. You know what I mean? Um, and things rarely go right for Joey Bosa. Now, granted, this season he was he did put up 0.32 points per snap, but he only played 165 snaps. Again, we're getting a little bit older here. And it's just, I don't know. You know, last season on almost 900 snaps, the dude only had five tackles for loss. The season before that, he had 15 tackles for loss, and he played 550 snaps. Like, he's just so all over the place in what he does on the field, in his health. I mean, even his social media presence is kind of, you know, funny. I don't know. He's just a – I just – at 104 – you know, at the 104 here, or what was this pick up? Four, 410, rather. I just don't love it. You know, I don't love a Joey Bosa. I think that you could have just let him go to somebody else. So that's my least favorite pick for team one. Team two, who did I love? Who did I hate? And again, this isn't about hate. It's just who did I dislike. Um, I disliked on this team 
And I'm just going to go in the order that they're in for the top player. But Chase Young. I think Chase Young here in the second round is just, one, is too high to take a defensive line player in general, unless you know he's an uber god, you know, like Nick Bosa, like Max Crosby, like TJ Watt. You know, I mean, Chase Young, we know what we know about Chase Young is he's not an uber god. We've watched him play football the last few years. Um, he's he struggled, you know, I mean, that's just the, the hard and hard, the long and the short of it, shall we say. He just has struggled on the field. I think that taking him this high was just not a great pick at the 102. Let him fall down. If you know, if you get him in the fourth, fifth, somewhere like that, sure, I might take a shot on him based on the name value, but. You're not going to get much production back on Chase Young, or I don't think he's going to return the value there. That's a little too high for me. And then to go back-to-back defensive line players, too, I don't know how I feel about that. But next pick, completely made up for I love the Patrick Queen pick. I've been hot and cold on Patrick Queen, but he's overall, the snaps went up to a number we liked this year, went well over 1,000. Uh, so that's the first time his career he did that. Impact plays are intact. He's been an impact player, but he got his tackle numbers up too. So to get Patrick Queen, you know, I, I do like that if you did go DLDL here, he was able to essentially secure a player that looks like he's got a, a runway in front of him as a top end uh, linebacker for a few years, uh, you know, two, three, four years ahead and maybe probably even more. So we're going to move to the number three spot. This is Josh Hall. Um, man, Josh took TJ Watt number one or his first round pick. Love that for him. So I'm a Josh or uh, TJ Watt guy. But let's go ahead and talk about the picks. That I think Josh or uh, this third team, Josh, uh, I didn't love. I did not love the Josh Sweat pick in the what round is that the sixth round? I just think that's a little high for Josh Sweat. You know, he's a replacement level defensive line player, essentially an IDP and on the field anymore, it feels like. And just based on the quality of players that I saw going rounds after that, Sam Hubbard, same team, went around later than that. Uh, let's see here, Gregory Roussel, you know, Montez Sweat, multiple rounds later than that. Um, you can go even further if you want to go way, way down, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, Mace took him in, uh, was that the 10th round? You know, I, I feel like when you can get players like that, they're very similar in what they're going to give you with a time horizon, with a week-to-week -week season upside, week-to-week -week upside and season-long upside. I just think that Josh Sweat uh, here was a bad pick. Now, I'll caveat that, and just I love Josh. Josh is, Josh is hilarious and funny. He's an Eagles fan. So, I again, I will caveat that by saying if you want to take the guys that you like and put them on your Dynasty Fantasy football team, power to you. All right, because the worst feeling in the world is having your guy go off on somebody else's team. There's no worse feeling in fantasy football than when your guy goes off on somebody else's team. All right, trust me, because that's, that's almost worse than losing. Because it's like you get, it's like you quit or gave up. You know what I'm saying? So Josh rides for his guys like a true Eagles fan, true scum of the earth. No, I'm just kidding. True, true Eagles fan out here doing what he does makes Josh Sweat uh, a highly drafted player. Good for him. Now, the pick that I did love for Josh was Tracy Walker, which you can see right here, down here near the bottom, Tracy Walker. People forget, you know, Tracy Walker is a leader of this, this defense for the Lions, and part of the reason they struggled early on is because Tracy Walker went out pretty early in the season, and they had to kind of figure out who that leader was that wasn't Tracy Walker. So... I like that Josh got him very late here. He's not going away in the NFL. I don't think he's going away on this Lions team either. Uh, last couple of years, Tracy Walker has been one of the better points per snap and just overall 
uh, safeties in the NFL. I'm going to try to pull up his production profile here real quick in the index. Um, just take a peek here. Yeah, I mean, even this season, on 140 snaps, Tracy Walker, 0.3 points per snap. He managed to have a tackle for loss. He had a pass deflection. I mean, guy had a sack this year, too. Uh, didn't play that much. Go back to last season, 0.25 points per snap. Love to see that. Season before that, 0.24. Those are rock-solid numbers for a safety. The season before that, 0.27. So he's putting up essentially points per snap numbers similar to a, a quality linebacker at the defensive back position. Josh sneaking him onto his roster late here. Totally redeeming for the fact that he reached way, 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 way too much for Josh Sweat. But we, we live and we learn. Um, and on that note, I haven't looked at this total. I don't think I saw him on this board anywhere. But where's Javon Hargraves? Come on, Josh. You're gonna take you're gonna take Sweat, and you're just gonna leave Hargraves out here? I don't think anyone took him. You're not a real fan, Josh. All right, moving on to the fourth team. This is Mace's team. This was one of my favorite teams of the whole draft. Uh, I will tell you guys who the winner and the loser of the draft was, in my opinion, uh, here after I go through everybody's teams. But let's go ahead and talk about Mace's team here. This is team from the pick 104. It starts out as team with Roquan Smith. Great value there. Again, this is a dynasty draft. Roquan Smith is going to be around for a while. Uh, but I think the, my favorite pick by Mace in this draft was that he took George Carl Loftus here and he got him pretty uh there he is he got him in the sixth round now that was his first defensive line player it wasn't hassan reddick because he's a linebacker and defensive line player but george carl loftus uh rookie year this year was pretty pretty good for the chiefs you know it wasn't a, a total mind melter or anything but the thing we like about carl loftus is the door for him to play a lot more and to continue to ascend is wide open because the Chiefs pass rushers are Frank Clark, who, again, literally only plays real hard football in January, apparently. I mean, I literally don't remember seeing him make a single play in the regular season. And I swear on every defensive drive, he's like, ah, chasing a quarterback deep in the end. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. The Frank Clark story. Also, what happened with the, didn't he get caught with like an AK-47 doing like 100 miles an hour in a Lambo in LA? Like, what happened with that? I don't know. He sounds like a really fun guy to hang out with. But let's get to George Carl Loftus. Young, first year on the team. Played a pretty decent number of snaps, honestly, which you love to see. 730. He did get the start in all 17 games. Uh, eight tackles for loss, six sacks. There's a lot of room to go up. And with Frank Clark probably on the way out, like I just said. Carlos Dunlap, who we got as a mercenary guy, probably on his way out as well. George Carl Loftus, I mean, is really just set up to mature into the pass rusher that the Chiefs use primarily. Like the numbers that I see here, 33 combined tackles would like that number to go up a lot. But I do love that he had seven pass deflections. That's, again, one of these things you see in these new breed defensive linemen, you know, and even some of the guys we talked to at the Senior Bowl talked about this. You know, they were like, it's more than getting to the quarterback. It's more than the sacks that I bring. And I love that mindset. They're like, you know, we want to force turnovers. We want to get, we want to get the ball. You know, we want to get the ball. They're thinking of ways to get the ball, not just get the quarterback. And that's apparent. A rookie comes out. He has seven pass deflections. That's a lot for any, any player in the NFL, let alone a defensive lineman. Seven pass deflections, six sacks, and eight tackles for loss. All of those plays stop the football from going forward and many of them move the line of scrimmage backwards pretty pretty good stuff there for george carl loftus so i love that mace took a shot on him as the guy he's going to develop on that team as his defensive line player the player that i did not like that mace took 
And this isn't like I didn't like it, but it's just like I was like, eh, not really sure I feel about that. Dexter Lawrence, D-tackle, a little older. Again, where's, where's Javon Hargraves? You know, we have some other guys out here that maybe needed a little love, didn't get it. Um, I know Dexter Lawrence is getting a late push uh, on the Twitter sphere, uh, and I understand it. He's not a bad pick per se, but it's just not the guy that I would have taken there. And then, you know, you juxtapose that with, he gets Jeffrey Simmons right after that, who's probably a better pick and worth reaching for over him. Uh, so I'm not a huge, not, not in love with the Dexter Lawrence pick. All right, so we've gone through the first four teams. Let's go ahead and just keep on rolling. Like I said, this is an IDP dynasty mock draft that Mace and the guys did the other day. If you want to be part of one of these in the future or now, there's one happening literally right now. Um, join our Discord link somewhere. You'll find it. Text me. DM me. What else? All right, so let's move on to team number five. So. Team number five, favorite pick and least favorite pick. Okay, so you guys probably already know where I'm going to go with my least favorite pick, but I just think Miles Garrett is just not the, a great pick. Um, is he a tier one defender? Yes. Does he have a huge name value? Yes. Is he a great NFL player? Yes. He's also 27 years old. Okay. I mean, this is a real thing. And 16 sacks this year, highest he's ever had in his career, right? 16 this year, 16 the year before. Points per snap, this was the highest points per snap of his career at .33. But it, it's just, to me, it's just, it's not that I don't love this pick. I actually really probably should like it more than I do. But if you go back, and I'm in the index right now on Miles, Miles Garrett's production profiles, and you go back his entire career, this is points per snap through his career. He's gotten better, and he's finally .33. Those are elite numbers, okay? That's the kind of numbers you want from a first-round defensive line player if you're going to take one. My problem with this, and it's not really a problem, but it's just I just want to show people, like, this is basically where Miles Garrett has been picked every single year in Dynasty Startups in perpetuity since the dawn of when he entered the league as the top one of the top guys. Is he worth it now? Looks like it. .33 points is a good number. In the past... 0.28, whatever the fuck those other numbers were. Those were not first round dynasty draft pick numbers. All right. So I will see this a little bit. I don't love it because I love it because it is the right pick now, but I don't love it because it feels like it was just it's almost like an automatic thing that just happens. Um, but again, do you love Miles Garrett? Put him on your team. And if you ever pick a good time to, to draft him, now's the time to do it. I mean, like I said, 18 tackles for loss this year. Uh, that's more than last year. We had 17. He had uh, fewer quarterback hits this year. Same number of sacks. Uh, knocked down a few passes this year as well. Four of those. So, again, becoming a little bit more of a dynamic defender. Production profile is showing that. Um, if you guys aren't in the index, get in there. His production profile is actually really interesting to look at. Um, and I just read his points per snap. I wasn't even looking at his impact play rate. has actually gone up quite a bit every year as well. So you love to see that, you know, he is developing into that guy. And I, I guess maybe saying I hated that pick was kind of rude. I don't hate that pick, but just wanted to bring that up. The next pick, though, the one that I love was that he got Javon Holland here, defensive back for the Miami Dolphins, getting him in the double digit rounds down here at round 10. And he was your third defensive back. So you were able to get a rock solid veteran and Kevin Byer a rock-solid veteran in Jesse Bates, guys that play the safety position that are going to be around 
even if they leave the teams they're on now, they're going to be around because they're like, that's a mercenary position. That's a good position. Look at Malcolm Jenkins. Look at Antoine Bethea. Look at um, Tyron Matthew. You know what I'm saying? Like good safeties can, can kind of play until they don't want to play anymore. So you're able to stack those older veterans, guys like that, on the fact that you get Javon Holland, who is on his, I think is his third season this year. It was his second or third year. He's an ascending talent. He's one of these uh, defensive backs that, you know, we kind of saw this usage with uh, Jamal Adams. You know, now we're seeing Antoine Winfield's getting blitzed a lot. Buda Baker's getting blitzed a lot. And then Javon Holland's gets blitzed a lot. These guys are athletic. They're quick. I mean, Javon Holland, if you watch him, I mean, if Javon Holland is blitzing you, you better be scared. He's a quick, he's a quick dude. Like it's not, you know, it's not like they're just rushing some big bulky safety at you. Like he looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, so I love that he was able to grab Javon Holland here late. And maybe we got a Miami hand fan on our hands here because he went with uh, uh Jerome Baker with that next pick. Let's go ahead and slide on down to team number six. This was Billy's team. Billy was with me in mobile this last week we had a good time fellowship family brotherhood football blah 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 you guys know the bit let's go ahead and talk about how terrible billy did no i'm just kidding he had a pretty good draft overall um but i will say so my, my favorite pick for billy i'll start with my favorite um my favorite pick by billy was trey hendrickson getting trey hendrickson here in the middle of what round is that nine seven. no that's seven round seven a lot of defensive uh, defensive line players that shouldn't have probably been drafted were taken ahead of Hendrickson. Um, you know, and Billy's Billy just got a really good player there. I mean, he's a guy who's finished as a, one of the top defensive line players the last couple of years. You can count on him. He actually gets home on his pressures and on his quarterback hits. A little light in the tackle department, but when you actually get home, again, when you look at these production profiles in the index, you can see that different players score different ways and every position doesn't do everything the same way every player doesn't have the same skill set they're not even all asked to do the same things that doesn't mean that you can't find a really great idp fantasy player that somebody else is looking over because i don't know the powers that be may not like them quite as much you know i'll, I'll save the uh the disparaging comments for those powers that be and then my least favorite pick though for billy and it's not really like i hate it but i think frankie luvu in the fourth round was just a little bit of a it feels like a reach to me he coming off the waiver wire this year yes he was a hero yes he was a great player he had a lot of explosive amazing plays but i'm just a little feel like that's a little bit of a reach for a player like him just coming off the one year of real production now i know that his contract situation looks like it's set up to where he might continue to be that guy which good for him uh, but I think that you probably could have waited a little bit on him. I could be wrong, though. Uh, so I thought that was a little bit of a high pick. Let's go ahead and talk about that number seven team. Number seven team. Uh, this is Kamikaze. What's up, dude? I, I know he's in the, uh, the Twitter chat. Um, a couple of these other guys are as well. But uh, he had a really good draft as well. And I thought his, his best pick was his last pick, in my opinion, all the way down at the bottom there was Deo Odeonigbo, I think I said his name right, pass rusher for the Colts. They drafted him, I think it was in the second round, not last year, but two years ago, and he was injured, so he didn't really play his rookie season. Came onto the field this year, and he just, in that game where Kirk Cousins and the Vikings came back and won, the one player on defense who did everything he actually could to make that not happen, that didn't get those cheap interceptions, or the... Uh, 
No, that was the Vikings that got the interceptions that were taken away. But anyway, it was Dayo. I mean, he was he was blowing plays up left, right, and center. And it's noticeable and notable because they took a pass rusher before him two years ago in the draft. I think it was Quiddy Pay. And Yannick Ngakwe is still there. Correct me if I'm wrong. And DeForest Buckner's there. So we have some names that we have been watching. Uh, with guys we know can flash, guys we know can produce. And the guy who kept popping up, the guy who kept showing up was Deo. The, the, if, this is a moment right here where if you're still watching, which you should be, um, check your waiver wires for this guy if you're playing IDP Dynasty. I said this in a couple of discords. I've been saying this for like over the last two months. Deo should not be sitting on waiver wires. He's not worth a lot right now, probably. He's not in a lot of conversations right now, probably. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not in the right places, but I don't see his name come up a lot. Love to see that he got drafted here. I think that he's a player that's going to continue to ascend and could potentially be one of the better defensive players on the Colts next year. You know, with Darius Leonard looking iffy. Buckner, I don't know. I don't know what their situation is going to look like. They're going to need a new defensive star to gas up. I mean, you know, the NFL runs through names. Shout out to uh, Stefania Bell, who's kind of given us a little bit of that alpha when we were in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. She said, you know, one of the things IDP is kind of missing is the names, you know, the, you, you, you need to grow attached to the players. So if you want to find a deep sleeper and get that that feeling, you know, you remember that feeling you got when you, I don't know, my feeling for players like that was when I took John Brown, my first year playing fantasy football, or Martavis Bryant, uh, 2015, slide them into my flex spot. And I was just like, wow, like these guys are good. Like I found something, a special connection with the player before anyone else did. Great career for John Brown, less so for Martavis Bryant, but I'll never forget that. So maybe you, you know, somebody who stumbled across this channel, trying to find that, you know, that IDP player that you can attach yourself to and be like, this is my guy. Um, there he is. And then the least favorite pick for this team was Tremaine Edmonds. It's just at this point, it's like I've 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 tried. I've wrapped my head around who Tremaine Edmonds is, and I'm like, okay, he's really good. And we know that, like that's objectively fact. Jermaine Edmonds is good. But what happens when you get past good? Can he go from good to great um, in a fantasy sort of mentality type of way? Can we move outside of the narrative where the smart people tell him he's good? I see him play and he does good things. But can I see a robust score? Can I see some meaningful things happen on the field that are just like, ooh, ooh, there go that man. That's a bad man. Tremaine Edmonds doesn't do that, unfortunately. He does exactly what he's supposed to do, and it feels like he never does a lick more than that or a lick less than that. And there are just players that you could have drafted later, I think, than Tremaine Edmonds uh, that could have given you a little more upside and probably the exact same sort of floor. I mean, I'm just kind of looking here, browsing. Drew Tranquil, for instance, he went uh, to the Team 102. Uh, he went, what was that? What was it? at the same round he went around later for instance as a wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point 96 percent of grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing would you agree Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. A player right there that I would have much rather had on my team than Tremaine Edmonds. Zayvon Collins coming around to him as well, taking the next round. But if you thought he was going to be there, you know, you could have taken a DeForest Buckner or you could have taken a Trey Hendrickson. You know, a lot of players went after him that I would have rather had than Tremaine Edmonds. So why Tremaine Edmonds is a good piece to any IDP team, any dynasty team. He's a good piece. He's not the guy who's going to set any team over to take you to that next level, I don't think, in my opinion. So I, I didn't love that pick there in the fifth round. I would have liked to have seen somebody with a little more pop, a little more, what's my man Michael Scott say, a little more pep, a little more zing, or a little more <laughs> get drafted there. Um, but, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is still, I mean, we can't keep saying he's young. He's been young forever. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if when the Bills clean house which i don't know if that's gonna happen or not it seems like tremaine edmonds is one of those guys that he's not gonna be a bill for much longer and it's not like again it's just he he's good he grades well he does does all the good stuff but look at someone like roquan smith who doesn't grade well he was total difference maker when he showed up on the ravens team dude's catching interceptions dude's getting sacks dude's getting touchdowns dude's making things happen Tremaine Edmonds, not like that. Great linebacker in a different way. I actually commented on the boys on BDGE. Um, somebody was talking to when they were playing each other a couple of weeks ago, or they were just talking about linebackers in general. They were talking offense, but they came up. And I thought it was an interesting point to jump in, you know, and just be like, yeah, I mean, you're nobody's really wrong here. You know what I mean? Like Roquan is a great linebacker in his own right, and Tremaine Edmonds is a great linebacker in his own right. But they're just different kinds of linebackers. The way they play, the way they're used, just the way things are. And I was like, and you can see that in look who has more big plays. Who Look who takes more risks. You know what I mean? Um, that's probably why Roquan Smith doesn't grade real well. He's out here fucking winning games. Anywho. Let us continue on our road here so we have team 108 this is a really good team his best pick in my opinion was nick bolton taking him in the first round just not pussyfooting around it just saying i'm taking a young linebacker i'm taking a guy who this time last year if you put him on your team could have got him a lot lower than this but he's caught like he sees it lots of runway in front of him lots of tackles behind him and just an all-around playmaker i mean dude caught a couple interceptions this year um I just think that he and Devin White back-to-back kind of makes sense to me. Um, But my least favorite pick for this team was the Bobby Wagner pick, which was three picks after that. I just didn't really think it was necessary when you go Bolton and Brooks. Uh, There's just no reason to take Bobby Wagner at that point, you know. Um, I kind of understand maybe wanting to load up on high-tackle linebackers, etc. But, again, this is a dynasty draft. What are we really looking at with Bobby Wagner? I mean, let's look at, let's be total optimist, like super optimistic. Two years, three, super optimistic, three. And let's say he's good. Let's say he's great, two of those. You know what I mean? Nick Bolton, we can have that convers- exact conversation probably two or three times more in his career. So it's just a little bit, um, eh, you know, to me. Could have taken somebody like, oh, uh, who's still on the board around then? 
Drew Tranquil, I bring him up a lot. Drew Tranquil, though, good player. Rashawn Evans was still around. Uh, you had, um, I mean, I would have taken Tremaine Edmonds over Bobby Wagner. Just, again, the time horizon thing. But I wouldn't have taken him that high either. So I just didn't didn't love the Bobby Wagner pick. But, again, especially because he had Nick Bolton and he has uh, Jordan Brooks as his first two picks and his first two linebackers. I mean, you really don't need to worry about linebacker for a while after that unless one of those guys gets hurt because they're not coming out of your lineup, starting lineup any week. You know what I mean? Um, so moving on, team number nine. My favorite team player to be drafted on this team was Big Q, Quinnen Williams. Getting Quinnen Williams all the way down here in the double-digit rounds. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look at this. This guy over here. Well, I'm pointing like you guys can see it. Look at this guy, the one move after him. Up here is 104. Dude took Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald who had five sacks, nine tackles for a loss, like 30 tackles or something. In the fourth round. Dude's 32 years old. And Big Q Williams. Big Q. With his 10 sacks, 12 sacks, I don't know, a lot of sacks. While getting hurt. Blowing up games. Bro, this dude murdered that pick. And this is only his second defensive line player. Well, I guess you can count. Um, you got to go up and count Gary. But, I mean, overtly defensive line player, Josh Allen, eh, a little little sketchy. But Quentin Williams, oh, mwah, perfect pick. And to get him the double-digit rounds is insane, which is just – you guys will hear me talk later on the channel, and I'll talk about it in the offseason. One of my favorite – idp draft strategies is zero i call it zero dl late round dl you know what i mean there's you can take nick bosa at number two and chase young in the second but why would you do that when people are going to let you take quinnon williams in the 10th stick with us all right we're gonna help you win these leagues love that pick i literally just can't say enough good things about that pick that's probably the best pick of the whole draft um and then his worst pick, and this guy really didn't even have any bad picks. Um, a really solid team, but I would say if he did have, I had either uh, CJ Mosley or Jeremiah Wusu koromoa as my least favorite picks for this team. Uh, just because Jeremiah Wusu koromoa I'm just at this point, I don't want to be deep in the Browns linebacker business. Uh, there's a lot of guys. I've written a lot of articles. I've written a lot of tweets, done a lot of research. I've done a lot of updates in the index on Browns linebackers. Let me just see if I can name off the Browns linebackers that have been fantasy relevant in the past 600, 700 days. All right, let's see here. We got oh, Christian Kirksey was already gone. Sion Taki Taki. Um, Dion Luke Jones. Uh, uh, the guy who was with uh, the Colts. Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? He's like my dude. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa also been relevant. There was another guy that they drafted. Oh, I can't remember his name. Everyone was oh, there was Mac Wilson. But he's on the on the Chiefs now. I'm running out of fingers already. And we haven't even really named a fantasy relevant guy. He's on the Patriots now. Um anyway. That's a that's a steep price, brother. That's a steep price to pay for a linebacker who's still in a little bit of a nebulous situation. I understand the upside pick of it, though. And then the other player who I said that, I, and I put two on his because I don't hate it, but it's just like I'm a little bit antsy about it. And that was C.J. Mosley. Still think he's got at least, you know, two years, three years of rock-solid production in front of him. 
but when he, he went a little bit heavy on these upsidey kind of linebackers later and just already had two linebackers so i just feel like you know drafting Devin white isaiah simmons cj mosley jeremiah wuskormo jack sanborn and baron browning all in the same team at linebacker i just think that the strategy there while it's i don't hate it i think those are good players i think that this team didn't necessarily need to take both of those guys hopefully that kind of explains my thoughts there then team 10 my least favorite pick I've already talked about is Fred Warner. Doesn't make any sense. I can't believe that we're in the year of our Lord, 2023. Fred Warner is still being touted, talked about, looked at like a top IDP linebacker. It's just, does anyone do any research? Does anyone actually, does anyone actually vet anything they see or hear on the internet? Because this doesn't, it's folly. It's absolute folly. This guy's team's totally fucking wrecked. Sorry, sorry about you, my guy. Um, hopefully you win the next draft. But Fred Warner and your first pick was a nightmare. And then you come back in the third and you take Aaron Donald. I mean, goodness gracious, what are we doing out here? Um, you're, you're already behind the eight ball. The, the thing that's good for you, though, is if you take, you know, if this were a real draft and you're like, oh, man, Jordan hates my draft. What do I do? What you do is you hope that a lot of other people, you know, are not as clever as you, haven't come, gotten this feedback, and you trade Fred Warner to somebody else in this league for, oh, I don't know, I like a Justin Simmons, you know, he was drafted like the 10th round, or, or Jeffrey Simmons, and then, I don't know, who's a, like a, like a Jordan Hicks, you know what I mean? Just get out of the Fred Warner business, no need to be in it. And again, his name, for whatever reason, still holds some modicum of elite value in, in dynasty circles. I don't know. It's weird. Really weird stuff going on out here, five guys and gals. And then my favorite pick on this team, which again, just is, is, is an incredible pick. He almost totally redeemed himself. Not quite, but came close. Was Kyle Duggar all the way down here in, what is that round? I'm sorry, I have to keep looking in. I need to open this up. I don't want to have a zoom in. Pick 9.10 in the ninth round to get Kyle Duggar, basically the 10th round. Kyle Duggar had a prolific season this last year, has been moving up my ranks consistently. I actually got roasted on Twitter a couple weeks ago because the first couple of years in the league, you know, the typical Bill Belichick, you'll play special teams, you'll play a whole game, 100% snaps. And then the next game, you'll play like two snaps. So it was just like a weird thing where I wasn't really sure where to put Kyle Duggar. So I probably had him a little too low. Um, and because I have him in a lot of my teams, you know, I was very aware of the acuteness of how that felt to want to play Kyle Duggar, to know he's talented, and to just not see Bill put him out there. But this season, 78 total tackles for him. I mean, tons and tons of impact plays, three interceptions, three touchdowns. Kyle Duggar had three touchdowns this year. Put him on the field more, Bill. Eight pass deflections, a fourth fumble, a fumble recovery, a sack, five tackles for loss. That's a defensive weapon right there. 0.28 points per snap from the safety position. Last year, 0.29. A lot fewer impact plays uh, in 2021. He had 15 this year, all the way up to 22. And then again, three of those being touchdowns and then three of those being interceptions. So those are big, big, big point plays right there, all right? Those are some big point plays. Those don't know, they don't know little pressures. Those are some deep metrics that nobody's ever heard of. Those are points scored for the Patriots by their defensive player. 
Those are interceptions. Balls taken away from the defense or the offense by the defensive player. Meaningful shit. Meaningful shit. All right, so that's a great pick. You totally redeemed yourself there, my guy, taking Kyle Duggar after almost completely destroying your team with Fred Warner. So now that we've gone over all these teams, I've kind of talked about them. Kind of talked about them. There's like I've been ranting and raving. Also, there's a lot of people watching, but nobody's commenting. I would love to hear comments, see comments from my peoples out there. But let's go ahead and tell you who I thought the best team was and who I thought the worst team was was all right so the team that i thought was the actual best of this group ends up being team number eight team eight went nick bolton jordan brooks alex highsmith bobby wagner matt judon jamal adams harold landry josie jules adarius smith christian wilkins quitty pay oh i can't see this i'm gonna zoom in Julian Love, and then Carl Joseph. That's a banger of an IDP team. That's an absolute banger of a team. You know, not, not a lot of flashy names necessarily. Uh, a lot of kind of guys that maybe people are kind of faded off of. Harold Landry, great pick. Jamal Adams, great value pick. Even Matt Judon, a little older, but two of his best seasons in IDP have been the last two years since he's been on the Patriots. Doesn't look like he's really going to go anywhere. Um, Alex Highsmith, an ascending talent. I just saw something uh, from uh, Steelers Twitter. He's like the fourth or fifth most sacks of any Steelers player in their first three seasons, behind only like TJ Watt and a couple of like super stud OG gods. So Alex Highsmith uh, put a video about him on the channel like two years ago. It was a little early, but he blew up this year. Love that for team number eight. So Wendler97, your team is my favorite team of this group. Got a group of, group of straight killers over there. Um, and then this is the one I don't. And then again, this is my least favorite team. This is an opinion. This is not an attack on you or your livelihood or how you choose to draft. This is just my opinion on a team that I think was not very good. Pardon me. And that's team 10. You know, you, your first pick is Fred Warner. Don't love that. Derwin James, good pick there. Buda Baker, you know, those are both high quality players with great name value that's going to hold out for a while. And then you go get Aaron Donald, who's already talked about retirement. I think best case scenario, absolute best case scenario is he plays one more year like this. And I'm saying best, best, best case. He plays one more year and then he does like an Indomitian Sue thing where he like goes on shows and like works on becoming like a business leadery type person. And then for the next like two or three years, he like low key just like shows up on teams that are about to go into the playoffs. That's what I think best case scenario is. Worst case scenario is he actually just like, you know, gets hurt this offseason or actually calls it quits. He and Sean McVay get in a fight. I don't know. But he's already kind of he, he, he's got the accolades already. He's got them all. I mean, there are no more accolades you can really add as Aaron Donald. So at this point, you know, I think that that was a, a tough pick. Bobby Okrecki. I think he'll be in the league for a while, but again, he's a little bit more of a journeyman type of guy. Not really sure that I would put my faith in him as my linebacker too. Then we got Jalen Phillips, linebacker, but truly a defensive lineman for the Dolphins. Trayvon Walker, not sure how I feel. I really don't like that. Uh, OGs, Ojolari, like that pick. Kyle Duggar, like that pick. Then we have Giovanni Diablo, 
who has the dual tag. Love to see that. Levante David, a little old. Shaq Thompson, I think that was a good value. Then Quiddy Pay, he's going to be fine to put in. But again, your defensive line players on this team are Aaron Donald, Quiddy Pay, two defensive tackles, one on the way out of the league, one great season, great player, but uh, so very much more kind of he's not going to be up and down. Let's just put it that way. And then as your defensive line players, you have Travion Walker or Trayvon Walker. Don't love that. Aziz Ojolari, don't love it. And then Jalen Phillips, don't love it. Now, just because I don't love it doesn't mean it's not going to work out. All three of those guys in particular have quite a bit of time horizon ahead of them. They have the good pedigree and they can continue to ascend. So I don't want to poo-poo it too much. But just out of this group of players, that was the team that I didn't like the most. So Team 10, if you're in the next, next draft, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get those grades up. And then my man over at 108, Wendler, your team was hot. I love that. Um, and hopefully I'll get in one of these, you know, mocks soon. And when I get in there, you know, obviously I'll grade my team the best because it will be the best because I get to grade my own work. All right. Sorry for not commenting. I'm working multitasking listening. Once again, this is great stuff. Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you all don't have to comment. You know, I'm just once you all know I'm here. If you do have specific questions, I would, you know, this is a good time to get those in. Just because I didn't, you know, it's kind of a free form show. I'm not going to super deep dive into data. I'm not going to talk about rankings. I just wanted to go over this mock draft because Mace did this. And we're going to do this. We're going to try to get a mock draft of some sort up on the channel once a week. Not really sure how I'm going to do like mock draft shows where we go through and do the mock and talk about it. I feel like a lot of people do that and, you know, that has value and all that. And we'll probably do one sometime. But I like this format where, you know, the draft is already done. We've had a few days to look at it, you know, talk to Mesa about it, sent the screenshots to the group chats and stuff and just really kind of picked it apart, had some time to think about it. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these, these draft boards mature, mature, mature evolve change over the next few weeks so if you are you know 45 minutes in i'm saying this but if you're new to idp fantasy football uh don't be a stranger and you don't have to play like you're new we are going to set you up to be a fucking old veteran go in there and just, just beat the brakes off all these other motherfuckers um there's my swear word for the day gotta get a swear jar out here all right if there are any dynasty questions trade questions whatever this is the time to hit me with them i'm gonna give you all two three more minutes um just kind of poke around, see what's up. Hey, you're all good, Aaron. Actually, real quick, I'm just gonna run. How'd the music go? I kind of like the music in the background. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I mean? It's better than doing this. Uh, all right, well, I'll give you all a minute or two to, if you have any questions, think about them, throw them in here. If not, um, appreciate you. We will have another show. Offensive points will go up soon. I think it goes up tomorrow. Another Dynasty show will go up later this week. Um, I just posted a Dynasty show yesterday, 30 minutes, talking about the market in general. Players, basically players on offense that I think people are too high or too low on, or this is a, a moment. You know, This is a buy moment or a sell moment in Dynasty, depending on how you view them. And the market views them one way. You know, I view them another way. Uh, some of them a little differently. Talk about how I got there. Oh, we got some comments. Love it. Love it. Love it. Music is a vibe. All right. Bet. I'm turning it back on. Of course, the second I turned off, I got three comments. People are like, ah, his voice is awful. Pedro Decker. Hey, friend. I was the number nine team. I tried to grab some different players and usually get number nine. Let's take a peek at number nine again. 
Yeah, I liked your team. I mean, getting Jalen Petrie, love that for you. You know, you're obviously taking a shot there, you know, coming off the incredible season that he had. But I'm one of these guys, too, where I try not to. It's so easy. The, e the easy answer is always good players are just going to get worse. He's just going to regress. Oh, he was good? Fucking, he'll regress. Oh, that player, he was incredible? Yeah, he's garbage. Not going to be good again. That's the reductive, easy, top of funnel fantasy person answer okay they did it with Hassan Reddick they did it with Shaq Barrett uh they did it with Jamal Adams they're kind of right with him because he got hurt but I won't go into that um you know just gonna regress he's just not gonna be very good but it's funny because then you go to other players and these players that they the narrative around has just never changed you know Bobby Wagner he'll never regress Kyle Pitts I mean, he'll, even though he had the best tight end rookie season ever, according to whatever fucking metrics they were, there was not a single person that said he's going to regress this next year, which he did massively. Um, so it's just funny when we decide what we want to apply to certain players. Um, Jalen Petrie, he's going to regress. Or he might not. You know, maybe he doesn't have 140 whatever tackles. So what? Minus 10 tackles, plus two interceptions, suck it. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of things can happen out there. Um, so I like that, Pedro. Good for you, my guy. Uh, other players on your team that I like. I think Rashawn Gary uh, was big in the conversation early in the offseason or early in the season and has definitely dipped off in the conversation. As you can see here, you got him, you know, what is that round? I get my eyes. One, two, three, four, fifth round, sixth round. That's a good spot to get a guy like Rashawn Gary especially since he's now the primary pass rusher on that team uh, and ascending talent. Again, some of these guys, you know, pass rushers, tight ends, players take time to develop in the NFL. I mean, look at Miles Garrett, you know, finally has that year of an elite IDP. Got some more questions here. What do you think about buying Jordan Brooks? Scared of ACL or not really? I still think he's a buy. Um, you know, I mean, to, to lead the league in tackles or was the second most tackles he had last season? Um, talented, you know what I mean? He's a talented player. Uh, I don't think that there's a reason not to buy. Um, don't overpay, you know. Let me see what I have him at here in the index as a pay. I think I probably still have him in here as a first. I know he's in my tier one guys. Uh, Jordan Brooks, 25 years old, a little older than I thought. I have him as a hold right now. Only 11 impact plays last year. Let's take a peek at what he had this year real fast. I should be bringing this up for y'all on the screen, but I'm holding out because I want y'all to buy the index. 0.29 points per snap this year. He played 1,000 snaps. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's inaccurate. Why is this production profile old? This is only 2021. Ah! Let me see if this one's right. Or updated. They're all right. Updated. Huh, I need to update his production profile. That's my bad. But overall, as far as a buy or a sell, I don't know if I would buy him i have him as a hold like i said right now and i have uh, his value is an estimated second plus so if you want to shoot out a second plus if you got a couple of seconds laying around for this year somebody gets hungry uh i would poke around look into that 
Yeah, ACL tears. I mean, he tore it late in the season, but guys tear their ACLs, you know, pretty I mean, like a common thing, but it's a fairly common sports injury. I mean, he still had 161 tackles this year, five pass deflections. Yeah. I think hold is good. Probably buy actually might be a smart move at this point. It might be a buy moment just because of the injury late in the season. Somebody won't want to hold on to him. And then, or Greenlaw is my LB3. I think as an LB3, Greenlaw is good. I think that's a good spot for him, LB3. I don't like, I don't want to trust any linebacker from the 49ers to me, my linebacker one. Period. New bleeping way. Yeah, this music is a vibe. All right. Well, if you all want to see the, the index, the premium tiered rankings for Dynasty, for IDP, and the best ball rankings, which the best ball rankings are getting a massive sweep. They've already had two since the season ended. Getting one more massive sweep before I drop some info. And actually, that was I was wrong. When I said I was doing a Dynasty show on Friday, I lied. I, I flip-flopped. Dynasty show came out yesterday. Best ball show is coming out on Friday going to break down or show or talk about um early values and targets for or way too early best ball uh because they're dropping their their first best ball tournament uh this off season and i think it drops tomorrow or the next day and that that's where we that's where we live baby that's where we that's where we make our bread so gonna get those checked out or get those updated but if you want to get access to those become a member of the, the channel there's a link in the description uh or you can join the patreon and get access to all of this stuff Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture. Join the IDP Army and start winning your leagues today. All right, y'all. That's everything for me for today. Support the channel. We would love that. Support the podcast. Go down to links in the description. Subscribe to the podcast feeds. We have two. Subscribe to both. We appreciate that. We have so much content. We love fantasy football. We love the NFL. We love the NFL draft. We love best ball. We love dynasty. And we love you. So until next time, keep it real.